So what would you do if you had about $4 million to spend? One thing you could do is stop people from contributing to Los Angeles's largest open air arts installation. So I realize that a lot of people aren't going to agree with that characterization, so maybe I should back up. Over the last few weeks, there has been a full city block of luxury condos that are abandoned. They haven't been finished. They've been abandoned for the last five years. The construction never completed. And some mostly local graffiti artists have taken it upon themselves to go up into the building and start spray painting on them. Some people think this is amazing. Some people think this is an absolute travesty. And some people fall in the middle somewhere, which is totally fine. I think this conversation is for everyone that we're about to have today. Um, And there's been a lot of news coverage on this graffiti issue. But one group that we haven't heard from a lot is the graffiti artists themselves. There is an exception to that. Uh, Today's guest, Matthew Stromberg, actually went out and interviewed some of the people who were responsible for the paintings on the side of that building that you're seeing. And you are seeing these all over the place. I mean, drone footage. Instagram selfies taken from inside the building. There's video of people base jumping off the top of it. It's a pretty wild scene. And I found this interesting, but the thing that really hit my interest is this headline right here. The city council is proposing to spend almost $4 million to address this graffiti issue. So this isn't just a question of what the city looks like. It's a question of, okay, what is the price tag going to look like when it comes with it? So anyway, that's today's conversation. Hope y'all dig it. Yeah. So, uh, how could you could you introduce yourself for me? Sure. Uh, my name is Matt Stromberg. I'm an art writer in Los Angeles, freelance art writer. Um, I write a lot for Hyperallergic, which is a great web uh, art periodical. Uh, sometimes the LA Times, The Guardian, some other papers, but um, a lot for Hyperallergic, covering kind of art news. So not really reviews, but um, how art fits into everything else in society. Uh, So labor, urbanism, the city, education, um, politics, things like that. So for people who are not familiar um, with what we're even talking about, um, there is a building downtown not too far away from what used to be called Staples Center. Um, It's now the Crypto.com Arena which we'll reserve comments on. And um, it looks now as of, I guess a few weeks ago, um, it was this big high rise building. Um, and now it looks, I'm, I'm just gonna play some some drone footage here. Uh, let me turn the music off here. Now it looks like this. Yeah. Which is, I mean, just tags on every every single floor, uh, and this this thing was posted ten days ago, so it looked like yep. this days ago. So I mean, it's it potentially even more wild right now. So, how did you? So you've written an article about this, which I want to talk about. Um, yeah. How did how did you come to this? What what started yeah, you off? So, here? so I saw. Um... Uh, somebody I think tweeted or posted uh, somewhere on socials an NBC uh, news clip where a reporter was outside the it's three towers actually okay uh, yeah was outside the site it takes up a full city block so it's three unfinished towers the reporter was there you know saying look at this look what happened to this site you know there are taggers right behind me we're not going to talk to them but you know, they're, they're there doing their, their vandalism or whatever. And I, and I, and a lot of people thought it was pretty absurd. Um, this angle that they were taking and that they weren't even talking to the actual artists, the actual writers, graffiti yeah. writers who are well, literally let's, right let's behind actually, Let's actually back up if, if we could, let's, let's actually back up for a bit. Cause I think it might actually make sense to take a look at this. So I, I can pull up this piece here. Uh, let me see if I can find this one. Uh, here we go. Yes. So let let's just take a look. I think this is the the piece that you're talking about here, uh, the news report that you're talking about here. Canvas, if you will, 
Taggart is going to town on a 53-story high-rise in downtown LA. LA that was never finished. NBC4's Robert Kovacic joins us with more on that and what authorities intend to do about it. Robert. Authorities, Colleen, we are hearing from a bunch of them late tonight. We are hearing from Mayor Bass, from Councilmember Kevin DeLeon, from the LAPD, who we're not hearing from those responsible. They're actually standing here in the parking lot behind me. We're not going to show them, but they are happy for you to see what they have been. So, so it's kind of incredible because legit, there's people standing behind him in the parking lot. And he's just, yeah, we're not going to talk to them. Yeah, but they're they're tagging, and then I think a little later, you know, he goes on to they show some some more footage, and at some point, oh, here we go. Uh, then then there's this little clip here. Stage this week for the music industry's biggest night. All right. We watched as one climbed through a hole in a fence. Apparently, with little concern, <laughs> they were trespassing. We spoke with one with paint on her pants who told us she was not causing vandalism but creating art. And tonight, News Chopper 4 caught them at work on their canvas, a 53-story skyscraper. From the ground, this witness calls it a crime of opportunity. Okay, so that, that I think maybe paints a picture. So this would be how... Maybe most people in L.A. and not even in L.A., I would say if you if you don't live in L.A., if you've heard of this at all, uh, this would be your introduction to it is, hey, you know, a bunch of people are about to be in town. Grammy's about to happen. And there's these towers that are have all been all graffitied up. Uh, we've heard from the mayor. And here's a shot of some people sneaking into a hole in the fence. And here's a shot of some people, you know, from the chopper. You know, we're out here in the helicopter, you know, shining the spotlight on people. And look, here's what they're doing. And that's what most people have got. You took a slightly different angle. What, what, What did you do? I'm not a graffiti expert. I'm not in the street art world. You know, so this is like one story I've written in a, in a large spectrum of stories. Um, but I, I did think it would be important to include the artist's voices. So I just put out a thing on um, so all the socials. I think I just re- maybe even reposted the, the NBC story uh, video clip and just said, does anyone know these artists? I'd love to talk to them for a story. And got a few responses. And I reached out to a couple people I know who are in that scene, artists mm-hmm. who have done other, other stories on from time to time. And said, you know, I'd love to do to talk to who's ever, you know, been involved in this. Uh, were, you know, were you there? Uh, do you know anyone who's there? Um, please give them my info. And and, uh, and then I just looked up their IG tags. You know, I looked up because everyone's name is on the building, right? So I just looked right. up whatever I could see. Uh, I looked them up on Instagram and started messaging people. And from that, I got a few people you know, reaching, reaching out to me. Sometimes it would be somebody who was like, you know, I get a call from an unlisted number uh, and they would say like, you know, this is so-and-so I'm reaching out for so-and-so just to like kind of vet you in advance just to see. Oh, it wouldn't be the person themselves. It'd be like a sec, a third party saying, yo, you want to talk to such and such tagger? Yo, let me, I'm reaching out to see if you're cool. Basically. Yeah. Wow. So I would, uh, you know, say, just what I told you, this is the kind of angle I want to do. I want to include your voice. Uh, here's all your stories I've written, you know, um, just to put them at ease that I wasn't gonna try to make an exploitative, uh, you know, sensationalistic piece out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got a few people who I talked to or wrote back to me, um, and got those perspectives. You know, I think I have four writers uh, in the story. Yeah, um, yeah. So let, let's let's. I'm, I'm gonna pull it up here. Uh, so jump up to the to the headline here. Um, artists make artists make LA graffiti history by painting on abandoned high rises. So, I mean, the picture here is pretty it's, incredible. It's breathtaking. I mean, 
honestly, from the outside, I'm I'm just gonna fully, and you don't have to co-sign this if you don't want. I'm going to fully, fully uh, show my bias here and say it kind of looks cool, man. It's hard to deny. I think it's breathtaking. I think it's beautiful, and I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm not a street art guy. I can appreciate it when I see a good piece, but it's like, I'm not in that world. I'm not like, you know, an advocate for that, but I, it's like, I think just, it's stunning. Just the sheer, um, you know, the, the overall project that they all engaged in, you know, and it's like, it's very orderly, you know, it's very like well planned out. Um, no one's like covering anybody's tags. Like, it seems like there's a very thought, you know, I, I, it wasn't all orchestrated, but it's a very thoughtful uh, collaborative process in a way. Yeah. And and this is, this is where I would of course myself, uh, you know, fully admit that I am not that immersed in, in street art either. Um, you know, I know some people who are, and I know enough, I know enough to know that I don't know anything, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I know as far to know that, you know, going up over somebody else's piece is can be disrespectful. Um, and if you're going to do that, you better really, truly be better than what their their stuff is. Uh, but here, uh, looking at this piece, I mean, we're seeing basically, you know, huge skyscraper, you know, few of them. And there's everybody picked one floor and said, OK, yeah. I got this floor. I got this floor. I got this floor. I mean, partially, I think it's maybe because there's room. Uh, for everybody yeah, yeah. so far, uh, you know, thus far. Um, but again, it, it looks, it, it it's just kind of incredible to look at. So instead of just yeah. a bunch of, you know, kind of mirror glass, you know, symmetrical, symmetrical, whatever, you know, just kind of, it's it, it looked like, a it's like, oh, there was a blank slate here. And now people have filled it up and everybody's chosen their little, their little rectangle. And they've and they've done their thing on their own rectangle. Um, you're just looking at it; it's it's kind of wild to look at. Yeah, and you can see it from all over downtown. Um, like they're some of the tallest buildings downtown. And, yeah. Uh, you know, even if you're like a mile away, or you know, they're they're definitely like iconic. Um, do you want me to talk about the history of the buildings? Yeah, that's where you read my mind. Let's do it. Yeah. So <laughs> because let, you were maybe, maybe that's the that's the important thing here yeah. is why why is there a building people using this as a canvas? Right. Why is there a canvas in the first place? And you get into this in the first part of your article. Yeah. So uh, you know, people who are saying this is like a blight on on downtown LA, like this is right across from the former Staples Center where the Grammys are happening, like how embarrassing, but it's like these were abandoned by the developer. This was a planned luxury uh, development, three towers, started in 2015 by a, a Chinese backed uh, developer, Ocean, Oceanwide. Mm -hmm. uh, 2015 to 2019, they were, it was under construction, then it was abandoned. They ran out of money or they were restructuring their debt or something, uh, put on hold and never came back to it. And so we've had these half, we've had a construction site, an abandoned construction site, basically in the middle of downtown LA for five years. Right. Um, it's not pretty. <laughs> uh, it's not being developed. I think they... Thought, they put, I think, a billion dollars into it, and they said it would cost another billion to finish. Right. So, you know, for people, some people are claiming like, oh, you know, this could be housing. These these graffiti artists are like delaying a sale of it. Like, no one's going to buy it. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I hope somebody buys it. I hope it's developed. I hope it becomes affordable housing. But that, you know, what is the likelihood of that? That um, is... That is an interesting question, which which I, I do want to come to later. But the, the argument that you're making here is interesting, too, because, you know, again, the the sort of I think sort of there's sort of a knee jerk reaction to graffiti, which, look, I understand. Um, I get that. But 
again, you know, somebody in chat right now just said, you know, Sophie said, yo, the blight, if you want to talk about blight, the abandoned buildings were the blight, yeah, not the exactly. graffiti that's on them. Yeah. Yo, you, li you, you left something yeah. for, and the, the you here, doesn't matter who that is. If you are somewhere and you see an abandoned building and it's been abandoned for five years, I don't know how that's supposed to make you feel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, and I, there's, there's a quote in here, I forget um, who said this, but there's something to the effect of, you know, this is a symbolism for what's the decline of downtown LA. Just, bro, I, bro, I think there's a lot of other symbols of, if you want to talk about a decline of downtown Los Angeles, I mean, you can talk about living conditions, you can talk about a whole bunch of other different things, but I'm not so sure if paint on a building is, is quite that. No, um, no, that's a good point. I was just... Uh, doing my own research, just looking at some of the other stories. Um, mm -hmm. Carolina, Carolina Miranda, who's yes, a, LA an Times. incredible, yeah, great, incredible art writer for the LA Times, and she did a story on ghost uh, towers, mm -hmm. uh, which this is an example of, and there are others in you know North Korea and Caracas, um, where you know the money comes in and then it dries up, and you're left with a half finished building, and um, but she said, uh, you know, the, the, the taggers at Oceanwide transformed this urban albatross with color and pattern. For that, they've been arrested. The bigger crime is a luxury development that lies empty as thousands inhabit shanties and tents in the streets below. So mm. that's basically what, you know, what we're saying that, that uh, the, you know, the graffiti is not the... Uh, the symptom or not the not the cause of the urban blight right it's it's that these developers thought they could cash in on a on a luxury development and and i i believe the developer in one thing i read said that they expected most of the uh units to be purchased as uh you know real estate investments by foreign investors mm -hmm. so it the idea of it as housing is is even somewhat uh, unrealistic. You know, it was right. it was an investment property. So uh, you know, it's it's not it's not a simple matter of like housing versus uh, graffiti or something. Right? Because yeah these is, are, these are five hundred luxury condos. I mean, the name right. the luxury is it's in the name. This wasn't going for this was not affordable housing. You know, the vast majority of people watching or listening to this, this is this is not going to fix your rent problem. Uh, you know, th these this building was not going to help you out there. Uh, yeah. With with rising rising uh, rates of rent and whatnot, this this was not going to be the solution for that. Essentially. Yeah. Um. And and what, one other thing, mm. just about the property, the reason or one of the reasons that artists were able to get access to the properties because the developers stopped paying their, well, allegedly stopped paying their security company. The, the security right. company is suing them. So, <laughs> you know, I think they were like, the artists I talked to said there were like two security guards there when they went there. And they were kind of like. For you know, three skyscrapers, there's two security guards? For, if some, well, I mean, that's what they encountered. Um, right. So it wasn't, it, basically it wasn't hard to find a, uh, way in that was not well guarded um so you know it's it's the the onus is on the developer to uh you know they failed in in many places right, you know, right. <laughs> abandoning the property you know forgetting the security all this stuff so and then the people of the city is sort of left with this just block of unfinished towers and then somebody decided hey let's let's paint on it um so yeah so i mean it got it got well one one of them said they got some inspiration from a similar project at art uh, art basel miami last year right because there was a another structure that a bunch of artists bombed in a similar fashion but that was about to be destroyed that was a, a health uh old healthcare building or something that was slated for demolition Mm -hmm. So, um, but I think one of them said they saw that and, you know, figured they could do it in LA. Um, 
yeah for for some buildings that are just kind of chilling here not not set to be destroyed yeah. like the one in in uh, florida but yeah so you you actually reached out and you spoke to some of these the the writers the artists uh as you said about four of them and what was what was the general vibe once you did get connected with some of these people um what was the general vibe? What, what was it like talking to them? Did you speak to them on the phone? Was it DM? What, what was it like? Yeah, both. A couple I just talked to on the phone and then a couple mm-hmm. just wanted to message me. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, for them, it was just kind of like a great opportunity, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I really got the sense that they were like... Um, like one of them even said, like, you know, when I saw people start to go over there, like I knew I had to do it. Like I knew this was the moment, you know? Mm. Um, so I think it was like a very quick process. Like once a few people started getting in there and posting, uh, others were like, this is it. We got to do it. Um, and you know, it was like 50 people there or more, uh, you know, all night picking the floor, doing their piece. Um, you know, it seemed to be like a very, it didn't seem like there was any, like, I mean, I don't know if there was conflict over who got which floor, but it seemed like everyone was, you know, kind of uh, doing their own thing and, you know, beautiful shots of them, like on the ledge at night, like just like really focused and. Um, yeah. Speaking you know, but, of speaking. But, mm. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, just just like taking back a part of the city that uh, has not been accessible to anybody. So this is where I would like to maybe talk about the fact that where this article is, <laughs> right? Where where we where you publish this article? So full full disclosure, I've not written. I, I told you this when we when you and I spoke offline yesterday. Um, I've only written one piece for for hyperallergic, mm-hmm. yeah, only one. Um, but hyperallergic is it's an art site. It's not a it's not a you know local politics site. It's not specific to Los Angeles at all. Um, you know, it's not about you know combating urban blight or or or, or debating the merits thereof or, or whatever. Um, this is a place where you go to read thoughtful commentary about art. And I think, I don't know, man, maybe to me and you, this is an obvious thing. Uh, but it seems like it truly, this truly was not obvious. I mean, I'm kind of shocked that there weren't a bunch of people just foregrounding the artists and asking, yo, what is your motivation? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? What, what, tell me your background. Are you worried? Are you, none of that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's access issues, you know, for mm-hmm. ma- mainstream, more mainstream art outlets. You know, like you said, hyperallergic is an art site, but I think they, um, you know, like I do think of art in broader terms mm-hmm. and so they cover a lot of um you know how art intersects with everything else uh, a mm-hmm. lot of uh like protests in the art world a lot of um of the friction that uh and and the and the growing pains and the tumult that i think is happening in the art world as it um globalizes and and intersects with larger networks of capital and and labor and all this stuff. Um, so I think it makes sense in that respect. Uh, but yeah, so so for maybe more mainstream art publications, maybe there's issues of access. Um, and I think, you know, people got to get a story out and mm-hmm. the visuals for the story are so stunning that like, if you have a drone, you're just going to shoot drone footage and get that out. You know? Yeah. As soon as you can, because that's, and I was super lucky. I don't have a drone. I walked down to the site to take pictures and there was a guy on the street with, uh, like just launching his drone. 
Uh-huh. And I was like, Oh, Hey, are you, are you taking footage? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, is this, is this for you? Or like, you know, I started talking to him and I was like, would, would you be okay? If, like, could we run some of your photos in the story? And he was like, Oh yeah, sure. That'd be great. And so obviously we credited him, but like the zo the, the drone shots, uh, some of the drone shots from my story were, uh, were his. Uh, uh and, and I think the video, I think uh, hyperallergic did a video, uh, piece uh this, this woman isabel does these great uh, interstellar isabel is her tag i think but she does these great video pieces so i think she used some of this drone footage nice. um, but yeah i think if people you know they just wanted to run with the with the visuals to get the story out because it was so you know every day there was so much coming out um and i yeah. you know maybe, maybe it's better that i didn't have the technology because i was like i just got to get these guys words i just got to get the interviews um, true and, and hopefully hopefully now more stuff will be coming out you know i think i hope you know i think it would be um a shame if there wasn't like a like a, an oral history of how this all went down would be fascinating i think like just to hear people talk about like minute by minute how how it developed yeah oh man see that that's one of those things man i mean even as you talk about that oral history of this would be incredible um yeah but then, as as you know, and again, I, I think we're we're both very much novices um, in in graffiti and, and street art, or at least I, I I will say that I am. Um, again, I know enough to know that is one of those things where a lot of this you you just talk about, but you talk about amongst people who are who are in it, and you don't necessarily yeah. talk about it to people external externally. You know, what I mean, not everything is for the gram, not everything. Yeah. Is for online. Not everything is a tele-reporter. However cool the website may be, um, you know, I, I I know that that obviously is is a factor here. Um, but I mean, and sp speaking of, but we have been able to see some of this stuff. We have been able to see some of what the the scenes look like. One of the people you spoke to, I think, merch. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> is showing <laughs> themselves cooking a steak <laughs> at night as they're just chilling up on the roof, not on the rooftop, yeah. but on one of these abandoned floors and then yeah. going like eating dinner, going out to work, eating dinner, going out to work. And by work, I mean, you know, lighting yeah, the place up. Yeah. That's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who, who can say, who, who can say that they ate steak at the top or really <laughs> high up on a billion dollar unfinished building as yeah. helicopters shine a spotlight on them trying to find them that's incredible yeah no it, it's pretty like i said it's pretty breathtaking and there's, there's you know there's other videos uh i think i saw one of like a mariachi band or a, or a norteño band or something playing what um I don't know if it was in the, one of the towers or if the towers just in the background is in, in a different building, but, um, but yeah, it was like a little concert and like, like you said, there's like bass jumpers now. Yo. Um, yeah. Okay. Here we go. And here's a shot of, okay. Somebody bass jump. Let me, let me pull yeah. this up. Cause this, this one is he, here's, this is kind of wild. All right. So this is another, uh, I believe. Yeah. This is another NBC piece. Um, and the head, the title being "L.A. Mayor Warns of Dangerous Stunts After Man Appears to Jump Off a Skyscraper." You don't appear to jump; he he, <laughs> he jumps. I, lo yeah. I love the caveats in the headline here. He doesn't appear to jump. My my boy was jumping. Appears to show four people base jumping from these unfinished towers in downtown Los Angeles. What? The same buildings drawing global attention after they were tagged with nearly 30 floors worth of graffiti. And tonight, an urgent warning from city officials. We do not want to see a tragedy take place, and I guarantee you a tragedy will take place there if that place is not boarded up quickly. On Friday, the L.A. City Council issued a deadline for the owner to secure and clean up the site or else the city will and send them the bill. The owner of the building should be held accountable and he should reimburse the city for every dime that is spent. The chief of police says his officers now surround the property around the clock, stretching already thin resources to their limits. At okay. 
Oh, well, at least 18 people have been arrested in connection to the vandalism and trespassing case, but police say only four are locals. So there is a huge confluence of very commonly said things. A lot of these <laughs> yeah. people aren't even local. Right, uh, yeah. You know, the police resources are stretched thin. Uh, by the way, the budget, LAPD budget has increased, not decreased. Look, yeah. again, however, you wrote about this and, and I suppose continue to look at this um, as somebody who writes about art. And so we can talk about the, the $4 million price tag that is coming up uh, in just a moment. But I, I'd love to hear, you know, your your take on this as, as art. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it challenges the conventional notion of the artwork, right? Like, mm -hmm. you have an artist who makes a painting which sells for this amount to this collector this is not that kind of art, right? This is, you know, I mean, how do you even, like, what is the artwork? Is it this window that Merch painted? Is it the tower? Is it the, you know, all the towers? Is it the performance? Um, you is know, it the IG so, post? Is it, uh, yeah, is it all yeah, of that? Right. You know, yeah. Um, you know, so I think of it, I I don't, uh, it, it kind of doesn't make sense to be like, this is good art or this is bad art. Like, this is a phenomenon that happened because there was an ugly, <laughs> you know, travesty dropped in the middle of downtown. Mm. Um, it was an opportunity. Uh, so, you know, graffiti... Like where, where do you see, where does graffiti come from? It doesn't come, it, it doesn't pop up in Beverly Hills. It doesn't pop up in, you know, Park Avenue. It originated in areas where people needed to look at something better. You know, they wanted to put their name uh, on things uh, that was in their community in their, in their neighborhood mm -hmm. uh right so it's reflective of conditions in the city so like if, it, if it's you're talking about the real estate boom and bust or like yeah. the uh the gentrification and development and transformation of certain areas of the city like whatever it is um those are the conditions that make this uh, possible, but also meaningful, I would say. That was a long-winded uh, no, answer. So no. I hope there was something in there that was meaningful. but uh, No, no, I, I like it. I mean, look, I was <laughs> – check this out. So the other day, um, speaking of, you know, real estate and businesses and, and all <laughs> – the blight of all this, we want to call it that, um, downtown – I was at, so by Pershing Square, um, I went to a, they have or had a WeWork mm, there. Yeah. there. There was a WeWork there, which just shut down. Um, yep. And so a friend of mine got me into that uh, because <laughs> they were shutting down anyway. And so they weren't really even checking people's mm -hmm. stuff. They were kind of checking stuff, but they weren't checking it as hard. And so I got in as a guest and uh, they had free tacos on the last day. So, you know. I'm gonna be there. Yeah. yeah. And um I definitely got my money's worth, which I didn't pay anything, so I definitely got my money's worth. Um, but you know, I walked to I, I what floor were we on? We we're on maybe the 35th floor, I want to say it was like for the 35th floor. I stayed there until evening, and you could see the entire city, and I realized, damn, I get to see this for a little bit because Basically, I scammed my way into a WeWork. And again, nobody cares. The place is shutting down. It's whatever. But only certain people get to see this, truly. And that those towers 
only certain people, you know, if the things were built, if if the you know the extra billion dollars was put in, if the developer didn't run out of money, this wasn't something that just anybody was going to get to see out of their condo. It was going to be only certain people are going to be able to see this. And I think there's something kind of wild about going up and posting a video of yourself on Instagram cooking steak on a little burner as you burn the wall. And yeah. and some of that graffiti is outside facing. Some of it is inside. You know, you can see mm -hmm. they're tagging stuff that you're only ever going to see that. Yeah. If if you're inside the building also. And there's just something kind of wild about like, I don't want to use words like reclaiming. I don't want to say things like taken back necessarily. Um, maybe that's a little overwrought. But most people will never you, you would have to be really rich to be able to have, this view right here that we're seeing. The city view, you have to be rich. Yeah. I don't know about this person. They may be rich. They may not be rich. But there's a kind of equalizing happening when you go up there. And as art, if we're talking about art, there's a kind of equalizing happening that, look, I'm up here on this building and I'm painting it and my name is here. And I didn't pay anything yeah. for it. And it's also there for everybody to see. Mm. Like, like I said, you can see this from, you know, blocks and blocks and blocks around. Um, so yeah, there is a, a, an equalizing aspect to it. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying rich people shouldn't have nice homes. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not even saying luxury development should exist. Uh, but this was a failure of, of, every, of everything, right. On every level, like failure of development, um, you know, and if and like Carolina says, if you have an unfinished luxury development with shanty towns at the base of it, like something's going wrong. Um, if you're not housing the people who live in your city who can't afford to live there, then maybe you shouldn't be building three-story luxury developments that can't be finished, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I love how in chat, I know exactly who this is saying that I'm actually, no, I think that luxury development should not exist. Someone in chat saying that. Um, but look, if we were to take that argument and take it seriously, which I think we can't take it seriously, if you want to talk about inequality, downtown LA is the best place to talk about it. It is the best place. It is one of the best places to talk about where you have people who are, I mean, the people who would be living in this building were it finished would be walking right next to people that have no building in which to live yeah, and have not for years. I mean, yo, there, there's people, you, you may also uh, yourself walking out downtown. There are people who I recognize from when I first got in here in 2015. Hmm. These people yeah. whose names I know, you know what I mean? Like I've, I've been around long enough, um, you know, and, and other people would too, if they cared to know. And again, just seeing something like this, I don't, I can't ascribe intent to the graffiti writers or the artists themselves, but there is something to be said about at least the symbolism of yeah, this is a billion dollar development, two billion dollar development, really, if you all finished it. And it's right next to a bunch of people who have no roof over their heads. And yeah, I'm a paint on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, for me, it's it's like very crystal clear. Like, you know, with graffiti, there are arguments to be made like, this ha this ha this you know family's home shouldn't be graffitied maybe this right. like corner store shouldn't be graffitied but like this is like a very binary thing for me like <laughs> you know it's like the the evil wizard's castle like there's no it just seems absurd that people are calling it vandalism when like you know like we said this is an or an eyesore for five years and there's no plan to make it habitable you know um so i don't know if you want to talk about the four four million dollar uh, plan Let's, to 
let let's make do it, it make it less I, less good looking yeah yeah i think that leads us right into it and i i think also too again i mean maybe that's why part of this has captured a lot of people's attention because you know it isn't like the grandma next door you know just living in the blue collar neighborhood somebody went and broke her windows and tagged up her you know her her front porch or whatever um this this again I, I think there is something fundamentally different about it. And I think there is an aspect of that, that not everybody, um, but some people have found, have found interesting, but yeah, let me, let me pull up the latest, the latest bit of news uh, from this. So this is, this is not a official art site. This is a, this is the Los Angeles times. Um, shout out to one of my former employers. Um, and the headline here is City Council OKs $3.8 million to clean up and secure graffitied downtown skyscrapers. That's okay. So essentially, the so council member, I'm just going to read a little bit of this. Council member Kevin DeLeon, which we can leave aside, um, introduced a motion this week to allocate uh, funds to secure the property and restore the public right of way. Basically saying, uh, he said, I'm not holding my breath waiting for the developer to clean up their property. The purpose of my motion is clear to prepare our city to take decisive action if the Oceanwide Plaza developer ignores their responsibility and to put them on the hook for costs incurred by the city. Now, once again, this is the same developer that this is me speaking now. Once again, this is the same developer that didn't have the money to finish the project, didn't have the money to pay the security. And now we're about to hit them with a four. We're we're gonna pay. We being people in the city are gonna pay four million dollars, and they say, by the way, that money that you couldn't pay, here's an extra four million dollars. You also have to pay. Which leaves yeah, some there's questions. No, there's no uh, the <laughs> likelihood of of us collecting on that is pretty slim. I would say. Yeah. Now, now listen. Maybe there are some things that you and I don't know. Um, maybe there's the, the people very smart and, and, you know, experienced with the process of getting large developers to pay money. Cool. Maybe I'm not privy to these, you know, arcane areas of knowledge. Um, but I got to admit, if that's how you're going to phrase it, you need to sell it to me a little bit better than that. Cause <laughs> on the surface in the article, the way it's being put forward, this really seems kind of like it's not going to happen like it really is just we're going to pay for it so the details of this are the motion will move 1.1 million dollars in a fund to fence and secure the ground floors of the building and an additional 2.7 million into a fund for security services fire safety upgrades and graffiti abatement graffiti abatement i guess that i'm, I'm assuming that means cleaning it up um what <laughs> <laughs> A million, 1.1 million dollars of fence. Yeah, yeah, million dollar fence. It's, it's going to be a, a G fence, a uh, horizontal slat uh, gentrification fence. I would imagine. Uh, no, it's it's nuts. It's nuts. I think it's insane. Uh, you know, it's just I think the city's way of saving face and you know trying to convince people they're doing something about it but uh, you know again it ignores the real problem of this <laughs> pointless monstrosity being there and no resolution in sight uh visible um you know and we are we are talking about what else can be done with that money you know like you know, I mean, a million things, uh, housing, education, um, health programs. It's like, it just seems so misguided, uh, in my, in my opinion. It, it, it truly does. It truly does. And again, I'm, I'm willing to suspend disbelief and say, Hey, maybe there's just some things that Maybe it's more complicated than it seems. But on its face, this seems very uncomplicated. And $4 million seems like an awful lot of money 
to spend on something that frankly i'm not sure is as big of a problem now backing up a little bit okay probably not a good thing to have people base jumping off of something in the middle of the city that seems unsafe i could see saying look we need to have people not do that got you okay i don't know if that costs a million dollars for a fence I haven't priced out a fence a fence around a block recently, so I don't know. Um, seems kind of like a lot, but okay. But yeah, it does It does seem kind of, it f- certainly feels like, as you said, a, hey, we're doing something. We're doing something. Yeah. We're doing something. And I think it's a liability thing too. I mean, what if, sure. you know, what if your steak uh, cooking catches, you know, catches a unit on fire and you don't, you don't want, three 50 story skyscrapers burning down in the, in the middle of downtown. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just seems like a stopgap that as soon as, you know, you put up the fence, then people forget about it. People sneak in again, like, and, and, you know, going back to the base jumping, it's like that happened. What? Like two weeks after all of this came out yeah. after the, you know, you go down there, the whole block is, blocked off by by cops so if they can't stop somebody from sneaking in and base jumping after all this like uh it, it you know it's just like how are you going to return the right of way to the public and secure the site with some massive barrier uh that will prevent people from going in it just doesn't make sense um my, my i had an idea to um create uh like a ropes course so people uh-huh. could safely repel down the building and could tag their name and yeah. could, could pay could pay like ten dollars and all the money that they raise could uh re uh restart the development process for the building <laughs> and of course make it make it affordable housing but it's like it's just such a punitive response just it's like imagine being like looking at that and being like wow what an achievement how can we capitalize on this creative energy right as opposed to being like we 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 have to get all this color off the building and return it to its gray like boring state for the (laughs) the betterment of the glory right like it just is so uh yeah, misguided and, and close-minded, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, I the, the wild thing is that I've seen this said, uh, and I think that perhaps there is some merit to it. Uh, you know, the fact that there is all this graffiti on it, the fact that there is all this color on it now, um, Maybe somebody is now thinking about, damn, I mean, shoot, maybe I should buy this thing. Maybe there's some developer out there saying, you know what? I was thinking about somewhere else, but I don't know. There's there's a little bit of flair here. Maybe I could maybe I could flip this into something, make this interesting. Um, I, I mean, don't know. Somebody sent me. Yeah. Somebody sent me another image um, of a skyscraper, I think, in New York that had like a developer approved graffiti scheme. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and say what you want about, yeah, uh, you know, developer, developer approved graffiti is, is a weird yeah. oxymoron, but yeah, right, right. But, uh, but yeah, just to see it as an opportunity and, and as, uh, something that could be transformative as opposed to, um, just negating all of, cause it, it's basically like, there's this response to this thing in the city, right? That has like captivated people. And the reaction is like, don't, don't look at that. Like, right. Yeah. Not, not interested. <laughs> this is, this is just bad. Um, exactly. Don't look, yeah. don't look. And, and I will say too, that the 4 million, roughly 4 million, right. Thing sticks out to me because uh for a few reasons but i have heard what one comment i saw and i think one of one of your 
post when you posted on IG said something like, oh, the graffiti taggers are messing it up. This could be converted into affordable housing. Yo, that ain't happening. That's not what this building was for. Like that. That wasn't. Yo, it would be great. Yeah. Speaking of this four million, however, um, perhaps people have heard of this place, uh, the tiny homes village. Now, you can say whatever you want to say about this. Um, this is a, a development, basically, that houses, I believe, the text is super tiny on here. Um, yeah, it has it. They put together thirty nine one or two person per unit facilities. So potentially close to 80 people, you know, say 70 to 80 people, um, or actually more than that, um, at, at least 80 people, theoretically, right? At least almost 80 people, theoretically, could have, I don't know, doing the math again, doing the math wrong again. <laughs> this, this, this is why I got an English major uh, instead of a math major. But yeah, 39 units, you can either have one person, potentially two people, so up to almost a um have a roof, have a way to transition into permanent housing. And this cost three point four eight seven million. Hmm. And that's designed so, by a by a fancy architect. So Yeah, and, and it yeah, this this is not some bottom of the barrel. You know, you, you just got somebody who's a sophomore in design school. Yo, hey, make me some buildings yeah. real quick. You know, they got somebody who knew what they were doing. Not cheap. Put it together, I think, in two months. Now, this yeah. isn't to say that you could just transfer the money over and it works exactly like that. I understand there's things that are earmarked for this and earmarked for that. Okay, cool. But just when one is talking about downtown and one is talking about housing and one starts throwing around million dollar price tags, $2 million price tag, $3 million price tags, $4 million price tags. You start remembering that there are people who don't have a house and Hey, yeah. are there other things we could do with $4 million? The money has to come from somewhere. If you're going to spend it, I'm all, I'm all for spending money. City should spend lots of money. I'd love it if the city could spend money on um, helping people who need help. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Did yeah, you, it, it's yeah. Go ahead. No, it. You know, it's like we we're saying. It seems very uh, short-sighted and uh, more more focused on PR than than actual uh, what, what needs resources right now. Yeah, I will briefly mention um i have one one extra question i want to ask you but i suppose briefly as we speak about pr um there's a name on here which may be familiar to some people um because listen i fully understand that not everybody pays a lot of attention to local politics especially if you're not from la why would you pay attention to that but the name here um kevin de leon I think what you're referring to is the end of uh, 2022. There was a audio recording released of a city council meeting where Kevin DeLeon and council, then council president Nuri Martinez and some other council members were saying some not very um, generous uh, or polite things about another council member and some communities in LA that were racially insensitive. Um, and it was a scandal. And I think Nuri Martinez resigned, um, but DeLeon refused to resign. Yeah. So DeLeon has, still... has not, yeah, hasn't resigned. And, and I'll put it like this. <laughs> the, the headline in the New York Times, New York Times is Los Angeles councilman will run again despite racist audio backlash. I need to put it to you, not to get inside baseball on y'all, but there's a fairly high bar for most publications to use the word straight up racist in a headline. And I think it's also quite high for the for the New York Times. Um, and 
Yeah, the second paragraph here in this New York Times article says the audio was about as damaging as can be. This is a leaked audio from a meeting, including his saying that a white colleague displayed his black son the way a colleague displayed her status handbag. And his failing to challenge deeply offensive and racist remarks by other Latino political figures in the room. So other people resigned also here. (laughs) Biden told dude he should Biden, Joe Biden told dude to resign protesters camped outside his house he did not so the only the only connection here that i'm making is that um if one recognizes the name when one is reading this four million dollar price tag that would be why and my guy's going for re-election yeah, if maybe this will hit the voters and say, yeah, man, he's he's doing something. He's doing something about that graffiti. We got to get downtown. It is it is a strategy. I won't say it's good or bad. It's a strategy. Yeah. I mean, if you want to have your name out there during election, you will probably want it to be more for being the savior of downtown and cleaning up downtown than for a racist uh, audio recordings backlash scandal. Uh, you know, and this happened like quickly, right? Like he came out right away on the news saying we got to get this developer to pay for it. Uh, and then this bill passed uh, or the, the funding passed last, last Friday. So uh, yeah, he's gangbusters for this thing for sure. Yeah. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to keep you too much longer, man. But um, I suppose maybe one last question I ask you is: um, Have you have you spoken to any of the the artists since all this since, since this four million dollar price tag uh, piece of news came out? Uh, not about that. Specifically, okay. No. No. Um, I'm game for a follow up if if there's something something going on uh i try i try not to like get too into the minutiae of it but um Mm. yeah if there's more movement if the city decides to turn it into a playground to fund its development (laughs) i'll i'll cover that for sure yeah um you know i i have had some larger outlets reach out to me who wanted to possibly do a story on it and they wanted the writer's info and i said no I'm not going to give that to you. Uh, I'll share your info with them. Right. They want to talk. So there may be something bigger uh, or from a more mainstream outlet coming out. I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure of the angle they're going to take. Um, but yeah, it would be great if uh, somebody in that scene who has credit and respect wanted to do a, do a deep dive on, on how this went down. Yeah, no that that would actually but, be pretty amazing. Yeah, but it's definitely not. You know, the story's not done, so there's, there's a lot to to figure out. I think so. I think so. I mean, I, you know, again, I think this uh, this most recent you know kind of proclamation by by city council is going to make people realize, oh, there's there's a there's an additional cost to all of this sort of thing, and that there's some consequences. Okay, what do we want to do with this? Um, but yeah, any, anything we've missed, anything you want to, anything you want to add to it? Uh, no, read my story, read, read, uh, what Carolina wrote. You know, I think uh, R2, not, not to, you know, toot my horn, but I think our two stories are pretty solid. Um, and, uh, go look at it yourself. You know, if you live in LA, check it out and see what you think. Don't. Just go by uh, the sensationalistic headlines, you know, because it is it's a it's an urban marvel, like uh, regardless of your feelings about graffiti in general, like it's it's pretty uh, impressive. So would you say this would be a if you had to do, you know, like Spotify wrapped, they did those and everybody's doing their own rap stuff. Oh, here's my 
most opened word documents of this year or whatever everybody's doing these damn things um but i don't know do you you feel people are people are doing these and i feel like at the end of the year there's always some kind of wrap-up i don't know what do you think is this going to be a contender for you know impactful art art pieces of the year uh yeah i mean in, in la for sure i mean one of the one of the bigger stories yeah absolutely i mean you know, LA has a short memory. We have a short memory for events and for places mm-hmm. and for architecture and like, you know, this is, this isn't going anywhere. Like they're not, you know, they're not going to destroy it and no one's stepping up to buy it. So it's like physically, this is a big part of LA now. I think maybe that, that was, at least for some people, that was the point. Something to think about as art, which I like. I like. Well, for I sure. just posted the link. I'll post the link in the chat so people can go read that. Please do go read that. Um, also, follow Matt. Uh, we've got got your uh, IG info there. But yeah, cool. man, thanks so much for coming through. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Peace. Take care.